whiskey. Welcome to the Whiskey Underground. everybody and welcome to the BSEA Whiskey Underground. We are here tonight in the secret speakeasy to relax and enjoy one of the finest man-made creations on earth, whiskey. Brant, what is happening? This oh, is... not too much. It's uh, you know, it's winter time, but it's no better time to try some Irish whiskey when when it's cold outside. I was about to say this is uh, this is getting into real real whiskey weather and Freaking real, real whiskey. It's it's kind of my favorite time of the year. Like, you know, whiskey can be drank all year long, and it and it is in my house. I drink it all year long, but I feel like from like September until April, it's perfect whiskey weather. And when you get cold, you know, there's no better way to warm up than with a, a warm glass of whiskey. And tonight, I think we are drinking one of. I hate to say this, but one of my top five regular favorite bottles. Like, this is a regular... When I say regular favorite bottles, I mean, like, something that's easily accessible. You can find. It's not going to break your bank. And it's really damn good. And Redbreast 12 fits that bill. Yeah, I mean, this is... This is a staple of, I guess, what I would call a boutique Irish, Irish whiskey, right? I mean, yeah. and this is not unless you're in the game. In the game, you probably. I mean, there's a chance you're not even familiar with uh, other Irish whiskeys outside of like the Jameson, Jameson, Jameson Bushmills Tullamore Dew, right? Yeah. And maybe, maybe since 2019, proper 12, if you follow UFC. Um, <laughs> yeah. We, yeah. You know, but and, and what's crazy is the laughable. The laughable part about that is, I mean. That guy in two years has built the second biggest Irish whiskey brand brand um, out there. Right. Not not not, not exactly flavor. Our, our but company, brand. You know, like yeah. you know, but but brand wise, dollars value, um, he's built a pretty pretty impressive. People love him. Pretty impressive little show, and in a couple years, but Jameson is still. The, 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 king. All, the king, yeah, yeah the king, and I mean James Jameson is the Budweiser of Irish whiskeys. It, it is the king of Irish whiskeys. Now Jameson regular screw cap, it's fine. It chases your green Budweiser on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, but Jameson it, it does make a lot really of, chases a lot of shit. It's really yeah, it, that, but that's good. Jameson makes some good bottles, and I think those. Are undershadowed by what the regular Jameson does. So, but tonight we've got some Red Breast, and Red Breast 
is fan-fucking-tastic. I'm going to say it right now. Brant, have you had it before? Yes, I have. I can't tell you when or where or at what point. Um, I'd probably be ashamed to tell you that I've probably shot red breast before in a drunken stupor. (laughs) Um, You know, because... When you're, you know, when you're young and dumb, you're just like, give me an Irish whiskey. What do you got that's better than Jameson? Well, we have Redbridge. Fucking pour it in a shot. You know, it's just kind of, you know, yeah. that kind of, that kind of stupid shit. But um, I've ha- I've had it in, in a proper fat, proper uh, vessel before as well. But um, yes, I've had it. But I'm glad to have it tonight in a controlled, <laughs> undrunken environment. environment. Yeah. Controlled, so, undrunken environment. So red breast comes from a um, a mash of both malted and unmalted barley. So it's all barley, but it is both malted and unmalted because, as we talked about on the Dead Rabbit show, malted barley was taxed by the British. Unmalted barley wasn't. So in order to get around and you know say fuck the British, the Irish would unmalt their barley, and this is where we get Jameson, or we get Jameson and Redbreast and doing the unmalted barley thing. Now, it is traditionally distilled, triple distilled in copper pot stills instead of a coffee still, which many, many Irish whiskey companies do. But this one is then matured in a combination of be- bourbon seasoned oak casks. Mm-hmm. So it starts off in bourbon casks and then goes and finishes in sherry casks. Like a scotch. I know you like a sherry cask. I do love sherry cask finished whiskeys. So this one goes into Oloroso sherry, uh, Spanish oak butts, and it, uh, it, it, according to them, provides a rich mix of dried fruit and spice with toasted oak and sherry undertones. And you're gonna, you're gonna, as soon as we get into it, you're gonna, you're gonna get them. I'm telling you. Yeah. So. This, so Scott, and then you may know more kind of off the top of your head, but kind of as what I'm, I'm reading, production of this, uh, we talked about right before we kind of got got press play on this or press record. We were talking about Pernod Ricard and these big conglomerates. So Pernod Ricard owns Jameson, who's owns ninety percent of the Irish whiskey industry. But kind of funny enough, they own some of the biggest and best. Of the smaller guys uh, as well. The guys that make the super age statement shit and the rare shit and all that. And a lot of that comes from from Middleton. If you've heard Middleton yep. Irish Whiskey, it's all about that Middleton distil- distillery. Um, which is where, I want to say, Powers... Jameson, Powers, Jameson Jam- Tullamore Dew. Not Tullamore. Middle- yeah, no, Tullamore Dew is M- Middleton. Not Middleton Distillery, though. Is yeah. it Middleton... Yeah, Middleton that's, that's produces William, Tullamore Dew. That's William Grant. That's a different, a whole different. Uh, I'm pretty sure Middleton does Tullamore Dew. Jameson, well, shit, never mind. Uh, no longer produced as Tullamore Dew has its own distillery as of 2014. So you were oh, okay. Okay, right. so you're correct. All right, so I'll give us half a point each on that. So Tullamore Dew was produced here previous to 2014. Now it has its own okay. own distillery. All right, but so Jameson Powers. Patty Irish whiskey, Redbreast, mm-hmm. Middleton, very rare, Green Spot, Red Spot, Yellow, Yellow Spot. All good, all good Irish whiskeys, and all very underrated. Because honestly, whenever whenever so, someone says we're going to drink Irish whiskey, they're going to be like, "Oh, let's get the Jameson out." Yeah, 
and just to kind of put this in perspective too, if this distillery ran 24-7, seven days a week, from midnight on Monday morning to probably Sunday after church, it's making Jameson. Mm-hmm. And then it makes everything else on Sunday evening. Yeah, pretty much. In, in you know, in the, the, the scheme of things, that's how big Jameson is and how much of the market. But, what, but what's crazy about that, Scott, is I think it's the stuff like this. It's the 12-year age statement of Red Breast. It's the Middleton Very Rare. It's the other higher age Red Breast and the green spots and the yellow spots and all that um, that are super awesome. And I think that's probably what get most of these these distillers through the day because I know if I worked there I'd be pouring my heart and soul into these almost essentially craft. small batch craft yeah. craft craft brews yeah yeah um, Jameson pays the bills this is the thrills right yeah um, this is this is the Budweiser Jameson's the Budweiser yeah this is the higher end stuff that, that doesn't get released too much to the public but yeah. luckily James Redbreast has become a very popular brand for Irish whiskey. Um, yes. Now it is distilled down, or it is uh, watered down to forty proof or forty percent, eighty proof. It's uh, made up fifty uh, percent malted barley and fifty percent unmalted barley. It's always aged twelve years, and honestly, in the day and age of no age statements uh, being more prevalent, it's nice to see a good age statement Irish whiskey uh, that. That is not going to cost an arm and a leg because even like Middleton Very Rare is what two, two hundred oh, yeah. a bottle. Oh yeah, easy. Doesn't have an age statement. Yeah, it's just a higher end kind of blend. Yep. Um, Scott, I haven't seen it here, but have you seen it? I think someone on BSEA had a Redbreast Twelve cast strength. Yes, they do make a cast strength of it. I haven't. I've I, never seen one, but I think I saw someone. I can't remember who it was had that. Um, on BSEA. I've I've never bought a bottle of it, and I've, I I need to pull the trigger. I just I find other things to buy because I know. Look, at the end of the day, when I come home, I can always count on having a bottle of Red Breast Twelve at home because it's something I keep in my cabinet all the time. I definitely need to go to the fifteen and the cast strength to just try them once in a while. From what I understand, the cast strength is. In the whiskey circles, some of the best of the best. If you like Redbreast 12, once you have the cast strength, you will never go back. From what I hear. It was uh, Brent Brent Beverly? Is that nice? Brent, Brent Byerly. Byerly, yeah. Yeah. Excuse, it's, excuse it's me. It's a good... I don't know why I thought it was Beverly, but Byerly. It is a good bottle, um, and I just need to, to get my hands on one. I... I, I have I mean literally it's at the store down the street I just never seem to buy it because I find something else to buy now the cast strength is around a hundred dollars for a bottle whereas this is around 50 so that's primarily the reason why I've never gone yeah. cast strength on it so do you know of many other cask strength Irish Pooh. I mean, um, I, I don't know of I don't know of a Tullamore. I don't know of uh, uh, I'm just trying to think. I don't know. I mean, no Tully, no Bushmills, and if they don't make it, I don't know. You know, I don't know of any other cast strength Irish um, 
out there. But it's just it's just interesting because of the whole cast strength craze that someone would jump would jump on this. And then the thing, Scott, is if you really think about it, you don't have to make that decision on offering. This is kind of the crazy thing. You don't have to make that decision on offering the product until it's time to put the product in the in the bottle, right? If you're proofing it down post post barrel. So for somebody like Redbreast to have product that they waited 12 years to be able to re- to to release, right? We're talking 2008. This is laid down. 12 years later, they go, okay, let's not maximize profit on this. Let's put the shit out at at cash strength and create a new product line when we can easily just put this into our obviously best selling best selling offering. That's pretty cool, especially with the times that you know cash strength is. Super ex- so, super popular. So the only cast strength that I can see are the Irishman, which is okay. one that I've never seen before. I've heard um, I've heard of that. There's a couple really small cats out there, Quiet Man and Irishman. Connemara does a cast strength once in a while. Jameson Bow Street. Now this is not only cast strength, but it's also 18 years old. Jameson. So Jameson does a boat. The Jameson Bow Street. Does an 18-year-old cast strength whiskey? It does run you about $175 a bottle. It's apparently very good, but USA very offering. Rare I've never seen that. USA. It's a U.S. offering, but it's very rare. Huh. Cool. Um, after that, uh, yeah, I don't see other than yeah, other than Redbreast and Jameson. Now, Jameson in Ireland does a... Now, I don't know if you've had it, but Jameson Black Barrel, which is aged in sherry casks after it's Jameson, does a cast strength, which is phenomenal. I had it when I was, when I was uh, in England. It's amazing. I like Jameson Black Barrel. Jameson Black Barrel is like $30 for a bottle. Black Barrel Irish cast strength whiskey is hmm. just out of this world. Sweet. But that's only a UK Irish offering. Well, enough about dreaming of other Irish. Yes. Let's dig let's, into this. Let's dig into this one. Color on this one, um, uh, antique gold. It, it's not too dark, not too light. Good whiskey. Color. Antique gold. Oh, I, yeah. I, I like that. Antique gold, the, the musician in me, that's like... Brownish... Uh, well, it's like a almost a, a white or cream that's got way too much nicotine smoke. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's not quite. I mean, it's pretty dark, but it's not like too light. It's not amber. Yeah. But not. Um, but it's antique gold. Yeah. All right, on the nose. Beautiful bouquet. Yeah. Green green grass and the green grass you're going to smell comes from the uh, the unmalted barley. The green grass paired with these rich dark fruits. It has that classic kind of uh, juicy barley, but I do get the green grass kind of this kind of has that apple, fresh, mm-hmm. crisp fruit. Yeah, it's like freshly mown grass, hay. Hmm. A little bit of oak. 
just a tiny hint of oak. But like some really good dark fruits. Nothing, nothing overpowering in the nose. There's not too many notes here. You could definitely tell this is Irish whiskey because it's got that biscuity oak, like oat flavor that, um, when I say biscuits, I mean like shortbread biscuits, buttery note to it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's got, but it has kind of class, I mean... To me, it's got that classic. It's kind of got that some English toffee, and it has yeah, has the you said kind of Butter. like biscuit, best buttered biscuit, yeah, butter buttery biscuit, shortbread cookies, yeah, traditional Irish spicy whiskey. kind of on the nose. yeah, a little bit of a spice on the nose, and that I think comes from the sherry finish. Let's get in it. Let's take a drink. Out the gate, mouthfeel on this one is chewy. Mm-hmm. Very rich, very malty. There's a little bit of like nuttiness to it, like waxy walnuts. Yep. I was just gonna say brown nut, brown sugar. Mm-hmm. Scott, this then- has. I don't know if it's a spice, but like, but it has root like rhubarb, the root beer, yeah, kind of sarsaparilla kind of spice, sa- yeah, like a I'm good earthy rhubarb, spice to yeah. it. We've had this argument before: is sarsaparilla the root beer fi- spice? I think so, right? Yeah, because in uh, <clears throat> Carousel of Progress, he's like going down for sarsaparilla. <laughs> <laughs> We're calling it root beer now. That is it. Uh, the guy from Christmas. Vanilla, Story. caramel, wintergreen, black cherry, bark, licorice, root, spa- mm-hmm. sarsaparilla, root, nutmeg, anise, molasses, cinnamon. And what the fuck is rhubarb? And what, uh, rhubarb is that like celery stock that goes into uh, like strawberry pie, like strawberry and rhubarb pie. Tart, very flavor. Seldom, yeah. feud, seldom feud dare consume it on its own. Well, it's, it's poisonous on its own. It's only become palatable after generously sweeting it or combining with other ingredients such as crowd-pleasing strawberry rhubarb pie. So, if you, uh, from what I understand, if you eat rhubarb raw, it's poisonous. I think I learned that from Alton Brown. I, I would trust Alton Brown. It's supposed to be very tart and bitter. Uh, it's, it is okay, very bad. So, so sarsaparilla. So that's it. And you say, like, mm-hmm. yeah, sarsaparilla would now call it a root beer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
Old sarsaparilla. I'll tell you what. On the palate, if you gave me this blind and said and asked me what the proof was, I'd probably say this was like 48, 50. I, this does not taste like a 40%, 80 proof. Mm-hmm. It's definitely richer than than it seems on the nose on the pa- or on the uh, on the label. I need to buy this. Mm-hmm. This is I, I keep t- I taste like fucking root beer barrel, and I absolutely love root beer. Yeah, it's it's really really good, and now you understand why I always have a bottle at home. And this is why we've joked, and I've said, "Oh, red breast is the best breast." Yeah, I... tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. This, what's what's the price know, point on this? 50, 52. Tell you what, it's cheaper than a date to get breast. Hey. <laughs> red breast is I've, the best breast. I've had the red ass after a date once or twice. <laughs> this is this is cheaper and easier to get than a date. <laughs> hmm. I I really enjoy it. I think it's rich um the palate for me is very malty you get more of that waxy walnuts the good earthy notes like like brian said the sarsaparilla root beer notes um and then a good like sherry finished rich fruits rich dark fruits the plums uh it's it's just a really good palate and honestly for 40 percent 80 proof very very viscous very good mouthfeel I agree, and the, the I think the finish has kind of um, a continuation of the root the root beer that I just now can't get out of my mind. But it has kind of that it has a sweetness to it. It has maybe a maybe kind of dark dark sugar, dark fruit um, kind of taste to it, and it's just a perfect like mid mid long finish. Like it's still there, you still can kind of taste those distinct flavors all the way all the way through um but it's not like where the finish just ramps up and kind of hits you in the face it kind of has the perfect little kind of perfect fade out yeah i the more you talk about root beer and again i've had this before i've taken notes on it root beer wasn't in those notes but the more you tell me root beer the more i can taste that (laughs) like that root beer bite that that like Barks root beer bite, and that little it bit like of sweetness. Old root beer barrel. Yeah. And I'm not. Like, and I say like it. Ta- I mean, it's not exactly fucking that, but it's just like no. that's kind of what. Like, do you remember when that dad's root beer came out with that like malted root beer? It's kind of got that same sweetness to it, but not as sweet. I hadn't had a dad's root beer. I couldn't tell you the last time I saw dad's root beer on the shelf. Oh, and if I saw God. one, I'd buy one now. You didn't like I, it? I, I did like it for one, but after one, yeah, it was too much. Like, what's so, the best? What's the best root beer? The best root beer, um, shit. It comes in like a, 
blue and yellow and red label. Do you know what blue, I'm talking about? Blue and yellow and red. That's Dad's. No, no. Dad's That's Dad's. Dad's root beer was that alcoholic root beer. No, no, no. You're thinking not your father's root beer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not your father's no, root beer. No, Dad's root beer is freaking blue, red, and yellow. What you talking about? That's what is I'm saying. Is it Dad's root beer? Yes. Yeah, yeah, it is Dad's root beer. Yeah, yeah that's, that's the best if, one. If I saw that that's shit, I would one. be I would be buying that. Where can you get it at? I need to I need that in my life. It looks like it's online. I'm about to buy it now. But so I, we I mean, have we have Barks, we have Barks mug, A and W, all big brands. Yeah. So but we I mean, have Barks. Barks is probably the best. We have here stu- like. The big ones here are Stewart's, IBC, and Dad's. I've had IBC before. And we also have Abita here, local. Whoa, Abita makes Abita a root beer? Abita has a root beer, yeah. I'm gonna get, I'll get you some of this. You need to get me some of that because yeah. Abita's beer is ridiculously good. I need to, I'm making notes to, to get you. We started on Irish that. whiskey, went to more Irish whiskey, <laughs> and then went to root beer. <laughs> root beer. Son of a bitch. <laughs> All right, so you finish on this one. For me, it's long and oily. Uh, I do think it's long for a 40% whiskey. Um, warm wood notes. There is some good wood on this finish, but more of that earthy sweetness, that root beer sweetness that you get. The more you say it, the more I get the root beer. It's, I don't know what is what about it is. I just kind of had one little taste of it, and then the same thing. As the more I said it in my brain, I was like, root beer, root beer, root beer, root beer. All right. So I have my number. Not going to lie. It hasn't changed. Hasn't changed in two years. Mm. My number is still the same number. So, Brant, what do you give Red Brass 12? Single pot still Irish whiskey. Hmm. By the way, this would pair really good with corned beef and cabbage. That salty corned beef with this would be amazing. Dude, this is could be could be one of the best whiskeys. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Dude, I, I got it written down, but I'm afraid to say it. If I you think can't it's... tell right now, I'm on the edge of my seat. I am waiting for Brent to say this number and to be vindicated. 93. Bang on. Bang on. Yeah. 93. It's a 92 for me. This is a fan-fucking-tastic whiskey. And Dude, honestly... This, I just poured another one, and I, I'm going to finish this. I'm, I'm calling it quits after this. I want to finish the rest of this vial. Like this, this is. This is how you th- end. This is the this end. Is this is the end game. Yeah, this is great. It's a great whiskey. I, you know, people joke, "Oh, red breast." It's funny because it's got the word breast in it. Red breast is really fucking good. It's honestly one of the best. If you give me, if you tell me, I can only have three whiskeys for the rest of my life that are readily available, and I'm not talking like. You get like McAllen 25 or McAllen M. I'm talking like you go to the store and you pick three whiskeys on, on your shelf that you get to receive for free for the rest of your life. Now, you could buy other whiskeys, blah, blah, blah. But these ones are basically delivered a case every 
every six months or so. And these are stocked on your bar. Redbreast 12 is one of those three I would pick. So if, if someone were to come, come to me and said, you get three bottles a month, pick three bottles that you can get, uh, like every single month you get a bottle of that. This would be one of them I would pick. It's I mean, really good. I'm not going to disagree. I mean, everything about this was solid. Color's great. Nose is classic kind of Irish. Like we talked about the toffee and the biscuits. And it's got a little oak. The mouthfeel is there. It's chewy. It's got a viscous kind of mouthfeel. But it's got a little bit of... You know, brown nut and cinnamon, mm-hmm. sugar. It's a little sweet. It's a little floral. The root beer flavor, you know, flavor is there. Perfect finish to the end. I mean, this hits all the things when you when you start, you know, marking the check boxes off that of give you what, points. This yeah, has got, what needs to be in a good whiskey. This has got it top down. Yeah, I don't disagree. Love it. I've touted Irish Redbreast whiskey for... As long as we've been doing uh, the podcast, I think I've said red breast is the best breast, and I maintain that. So, Brant, fun short I, pour. I'm glad yeah. you like this. I, I think this, this is like in the, the top five highest scores. It might be. It might I've be. Ever, I've, I've ever given. I mean, this is old. This is old Forester 1910. This is Peerless Bourbon range. I'm looking to see. I was trying to find what I gave. Um, little book, chapter one. I gave a 94. It's the only thing yeah, I know I've it's, given. Yeah, it's up there with little book. Higher than it. Four roses, non-chill filtered. I gave a 91. So it's higher than that. I mean, I've given only maybe two, two or three other things a 93. I think this is pretty. This pretty is. Good. It's pretty. It's pretty good. And I implore anybody who does not have a bottle, go out and get one. Try it once. I promise you're not going to be disappointed. You'll like it, and you're going to say, thank you. Thank you for introducing Redbreast to the world, and have it at me. It's really good. It's really good. Scott, as we uh, close out the short pour... Let me lead you lead you out with if you came in to learn, drink what you learned. If you came in to share, share what you drink. If you came here a stranger, may you exit as a friend. And if you came for an adventure, drink, drink up. up. Cheers on this one. Cheers, everyone. I'm afraid someday you leave me, saying can we still be friends?